Welcome back to People Analytics. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton. Today, we have Veronica Larkin, who is the Director of Human Resources at Lux Machina Consulting. Welcome, Veronica. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm really excited to be joining uh, your platform. I'm excited for this conversation. Very passionate about the topics that we've selected to talk about. So yeah, let's kick it off. Yeah. So uh, before we get into our, our conversation, can you tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Absolutely. So as she said, my name is Veronica Larkin. Um, I've been the director of HR for Lux Machina for almost three years now. Um, and I joined the wonderful industry of HR, um, honestly, to break the stigma of what HR typically means for people. Sometimes yeah. Um, they see the word HR and they're like, oh, crap, we're going into the principal's office or, you know, <laughs> it's the big bad enough. But no, honestly, like I thoroughly enjoy helping people, um, helping people find their passions, helping people find that like missing piece of the puzzle that might lead them to that next step in their career. Um, and honestly, HR is all about serving, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I want to promote more of that like servant leadership within the HR world. Um, if we do a little bit of that, I think that we will um, make it a long way within this um, HR career of ours. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned break the stigma. You mentioned service because, um, you know, one common thread that I've noticed for many of our guests is that they're so um, passionate about breaking that stigma and recognizing that the people, you know, field is really about service. And I think that's such an important mindset to have. Yeah. I mean, I think with any leadership position, um, mm-hmm. and specifically within HR, like we have to go at it within with a servant uh, leadership mentality. We have to be empathetic. Um, and I feel like sometimes that gets lost um, when people get that leadership position or that managerial position. But even from an HR coordinator all the way up, you know, we have to have that mindset as we progress within our HR um, careers. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that leadership training and coaching is really, really one of your big passions. So can you explain why that's so important to you? Absolutely. Um, So leaders nowadays, I feel like sometimes get placed into their roles because Mm. they are subject matter experts, um, because they understand the industry really well. Um, but they lack that finesse when it comes to dealing with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, you lack that finesse, you know, you really are doing a disservice to your people because you're not nurturing, you're not pouring into them, and you're only focused on, on you know, the end goal, which is like, let's bring more revenue into the business, or, you know, we have to finish this project at whatever cost. Um, yeah. And we're always kind of like, go, go, go. Um, instead of like pausing every now and then to just say, Hey, let me check in with you. When was the last time I had a one with you? Are you doing what you want to do within my company? Um, and that could be a yes or no question. Like, it's not a bad question to ask because, um, another thing that, you know, I, I really would like managers to embrace is like for an employee to actually say no, um, Mm. not have the fear of saying, Hey, you know what? 
I loved working on this project with you, but this is not really the direction that I want in my career. Can you help me figure yeah. out what other steps are available or what other resources are available? Um, and sometimes that's lost because, you know, leaders are like, well, no, I hired you for this. You have to stay here for this. So if you don't want this, you can go. And I'm like, no, yeah. let's, let's help people. Um, cause the more you help, the more you're going to get a return on that investment. Um, whether that's through the employee saying, you know what, you're right. This might not be the best fit, but I know someone that is, or that person appreciating and like opening avenues that the leader may not have been privy to before. Um, so it's just, you know, it's having a little bit less closed mindedness and having these leaders be a little bit more open-minded, more empathetic, more focused on the actual people that are driving the avenues to get that revenue in. Yeah. And something I've, I've noticed about leadership structure is it's usually, you know, kind of a race to the top when people can be developed by, you know, not promoting them upward, but, you know, you can promote them laterally or give them professional development that is, you know, 10 times more effective than having a manager title. Um, there's just so many different ways to develop people. And I think that's, you know, where, um, you know, leaders like you come in and use creativity and look at everyone's unique contributions. Absolutely. Yeah. Because like, that's like, so I'm going to dial it back a little bit. Um, when people are in need of a, a to fill a position, for example, mm -hmm. um, I think that some of the things that they really focus on are the skills, right? Mm -hmm. So like I need to fill X, Y, Z, and these are the skills that I need. Send it to recruiting, recruiting folks on that. Um, the one area that I feel like they, they fail to focus on is like the personality. Um, mm -hmm. You're building a team, you know, yes, you're going to need that skill, um, so obviously you're going to look for certain keywords and certain key things in the resume. Um, but you also should look at the personality of that person and how that personality is going to gel well with the team. Cause that mm -hmm. can be a break it. Um, and the reason that's a make it or break it is because when, when they focus on the skill sets for hiring, um, when they go to fire 90% of the time they're firing because of a behavior issue. And that behavior issue stems from, either um, a lack of, uh, of communication from mm -hmm. a top um, frustrations from the employee because they're not feeling heard and they, be, you know, they get all this resentment and then they become bitter, which leads to less product, uh, productiveness. Um, so making sure that managers, when they're looking for that new candidate, that they're focusing on that personality as well. Like, how are you going to mesh with my team? Are you going to be a Harvard person that has all the accolades, but is dry as can be, <laughs> you know, and is not going to like mesh well, or are you coachable? You know, do you lack maybe two of the skills that I really want, but you seem like you can be a quick learner. I can teach you. If you're coachable, you can teach anything. Um, so, you know, I, I think that managers and, and leaders, when they're looking to build on, on their, um, their largest asset, which is people, they need mm -hmm. to look not just skill, but they also need to look at the personality and how that's going to um, have a long-term effect. Because, you know, if you continuously fire, that's increased turnover, which is a waste of money because that's a waste of time. Yeah. And, and you really hit the nail on the head when, you know, you point out behavior, because I think about 
all the previous jobs I have. And when I started to act up, (laughs) there was a reason I was acting up. And it was because I was being told I wasn't good enough or my boss was treating me like I I was a child instead of, you know, a, in my late twenties or in my thirties. Um, you know, there's always a reason there's always a route. And that's a pivotal point for managers to use that to their advantage. Mm -hmm. If the employee is frustrated or if the employee is exhibiting like a lack of productivity, sit down with them in a non-combative way and say, hey, what's going on? Like, it could be that they're going through something personal and that's okay. It could be that they truly do not understand what they're being assigned to do. And that's an opportunity for them to set some type of objective key results that, you know, are goals that they can look forward to. And they could, you know, it's as simple as saying, okay, you messed up here. No problem. I usually try to relate it back to a, a moment in time where I messed up so that they can relate to me and know that I'm human. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and that's okay. But mistakes are, mistakes sometimes are good. That's how you learn. You're not mm-hmm. going to perfect, right? Um, but having the manager actually take the time to set those measurable goals and have continuous communication with them, like that follow-up is important. It's not just like, hey, let me reprimand because you you failed at this project. And that's only going to lead to a low morale. That's only going to lead to an employee that's going to be like, well, I suck. Therefore, why should I keep trying? Or yeah. I'm never going to see the good in me. I know that I could do it, but he's lost faith in me. And that's mm-hmm. because you communicated that to the employee that, no, you might still have faith in them. Or, hey, these are the things I need you to work on. And during the next XYZ period, we're going to check in and see how you're progressing. And that's going to be something that will measure you against. And if you're progressing, great. And if not, then as an employer, I'm going to provide you with these resources, whether that's paid continuing education or there is YouTube videos galore. There is Udemy. There is all these resources that are affordable, um, you know, for employees to uh, tap into. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And one thing I know that you are very passionate about investing in people. And I can see that with, you know, your time investment, talking about, you know, taking individuals and giving them your one-on-one attention and really taking time to figure out, you know, what can we do? What can the solution be? Yeah. Um, You know, typically when managers want to do one-on-ones, they're like, oh, we're going into a pit. Or we're going into, right? Like, like, oh, well, you know, I'm in trouble. Um, It shouldn't always be poised in that manner. Um, I do love the sandwich method of, you know, praise, let's work on, and you're doing great. (laughs) You know, sandwich all together. Um, That way the employee doesn't feel like, you know, I'm always like messing up on something. But I do think that ones are extremely important. Um, I think that um, the words review and the words like assessment sometimes can be a little daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but if managers utilize a one-on-one on a very consistent basis, that will help um, their communication. Um, and managers should strive to get to know their team, like on a semi-personal level. Like some people like shy away from that. Oh, I don't need to know anything. This is going to be strictly professional. And yes, it can be strictly professional, but it doesn't hurt to understand like, Hey, um, Lindsay has two kids or Lindsay likes to do this on the side. 
um, managers should find a way to relate. That way it opens up that door for communication a little bit better. It brings down that wall um, because employees are always, um, especially when they're new hires, they're trying to impress, you know, they're trying to like do everything right. I can't mess up. Oh my God. If I get called in, like it's this like fear thing. I feel like that should be broken from like day one, like set the tone with your employees from like the beginning, let them know that you are approachable, um, that they can come to you. Um, and that will help that relationship because it is a relationship. That's another thing. Like the employer employee, it's a relationship just like any other, whether you're married or whatever you got it, <laughs> you got to pour fuel into it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know you've said before, it's a two way street. And I think, you know, there are a lot of employers out there that um, really feel that they have all the cards and it's really, you know, it, it's a collaboration um, is what I've learned that the best, the best environments act as a collaboration in, in my opinion. Yeah. One analogy that I like to tell my managers when I'm training them is um, my car analogy. Like when you wake up in the morning or when you go shopping or wherever, um, you're expecting that vehicle or that mode of transportation to work. Uh, and in order for that vehicle to work, you have to maintain it. You have to add fuel. You have to check the engine. Um, and in a business, your people are your engine. Um, so if you're not taking it into routine maintenance, if you're not giving it the fuel that it needs to actually like spark up, um, it's going to go stagnant. You're going to stall at some point. Your team's going to stall. So they have to consistently like add that nurturing um, aspect into it. Cause you know, you're not going to just make your car, you know, act all crappy on you. Cause you want, you want to yeah. rely on, them. you want them to be reliable. Right. Yeah. Um, you are taking care of it you have to take care of your team you know you have to check in um do a do a team building activity from time to time like that's okay to break away and break the monotony of just like oh i'm on project now i'm jumping to the next project now i'm jumping mm-hmm. to the next without doing a check-in um without doing a post-mortem of like how that how your team did so that you can understand how to best place them next time because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes like you said you know the leaders are kind of like, you know, uh, they're giving instruction, giving instruction. Um, but, in, but they don't take the time to just stop for a second and just like, like, let's just breathe for a second and see how you're doing. <laughs> right. So what helped you as you were coming up as a leader? Um, you know, what have you taken from your own experience of, you know, personal professional development and apply it? Cause I know that you also teach a course called essential conversations. So, um, you know, what from your, your history have you pulled into, um, you know, what you teach to, you know, other people? Yeah. So I'll break that down into two. Um, for me, I think it's important to always have a mentor um, mm-hmm. throughout your career, whether that's someone within your business um, or someone externally that you can, you know, bounce your frustration sometimes, your ideas, and, you know, kind of like a check-in as well. Like, hey, am I, am I on the right track or am I crazy here? Um, someone that can give you a non-biased opinion um, and be real with you. Because that's the other thing. Like, always be real with your team. Like, don't sugarcoat. Um, I feel like employees value honesty and transparency, even if the news is not good, like they would value 
the fact that you're trusting them with that nugget of information to do what that what they want with that it's like it's a two-way street so like if we just hold all the cards and we don't divulge anything to the employees like how are they going to be able to truly contribute to the root cause of, of the yeah. business um and yeah i do train um some managers and executives at our current company on a course called essential conversations and the whole premise with that um course is to teach people how to talk you know <laughs> to um teach people how to just have a casual conversation like we're having right now and have it not be intimidating when you're meeting with your employees mm. uh, and uh one of the the starting um, images that i show is a man and a woman that are standing on a ledge and i asked them uh what does this look like and they're the, the, the images is like they're looking at each other and kind of like all confused and startled and and they're scared like it's an employee that's you know have a review and the manager's like well, i don't know what to say i haven't i don't remember half the things you did this year and it's because there's a lot of there um so you know I, I walk them through you know how to how to break that and how to have consistent one-on-ones how to schedule it um how to use different tools if they don't have like a performance management system um or something that they can you know log their stuff so like one of the things that i tell people is like hey if you have one note you can create a notebook for each of your employees and just you know date it and have a, a running tab of like what you're what you're talking about what action items you've assigned them what are the pain points what are the improvements and then just keep that going every time you have a one-on-one -on -one, that way you have a a list that you can look back at instead of like oh it's annual review time what did they do because yeah. um, no one i can't remember what i did last week so like let alone a whole year um one of the method one of the um things that we teach is something called aid um and i actually really really like this because it keeps it very factual um, um i've had managers with where they've had issues with their employees and they don't even know where to start like mm -hmm. they know that problem um but when they meet with them sometimes they're like shell-shocked and they start and they stutter and they're not prepared so yeah. i try to keep everything very factual i'm like you know the employee was hired to do something right a position so let's take it to the job description let's see what what is it within the job description that this employee might not be excelling at that hindered that project so what was the action which is the a mm -hmm. and a um, and let's let's be factual about it. Let's list it. Like what happened? How did it happen? You know who observed it? Um, and then what was the impact? So the impact in this situation is whatever that action was. How did it impact your team? How did it impact your project? How did it impact your workflow? Like was there a hindrance? Was there a success? Because the aid method could could work both ways on a issue or on a, a praise. Um, and then at the end, the D is desired behavior. So what is the desired behavior you want your employee to exhibit moving forward? So, mm -hmm. you know, that action that the employee did, the impacted behavior, how did that affect your team? And then how do you want them to move forward? So that helps you set an objective key result right there um, that's measurable. This is how I'm going to observe you for the next however long. This is the desired behavior. And if you do this, this is the impact that it's going to have on the projects moving forward or on your assignment or your task, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I always tell um, uh, managers, I'm like, you have to be prepared. Like you can't, just because you're the manager, you can't just show up to these meetings mm -hmm. and expect it to just roll off your tongue. Like it's, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> like yeah. 
eloquent speak, speaker because um, I stumble sometimes. Um, yeah. And um, be prepared. Have your notes written down. Um, because if you're prepared as a manager, even if it's bad news or good news, the employee knows that you took the time to actually think through what you're actually going to talk to them about. Mm -hmm. um, if you up and you're um, not paying attention to them, if you're looking the other way or if you're typing while you're talking to them, it loses the value of that conversation and whatever message you're actually trying to relate to them, it's not going to hit the same way. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the employees are going to be like, well, you're not even paying attention to me. So why should, like, do you even care? Right. <laughs> but, like, are we really talking here? Yeah. Um, so giving them your undivided attention, making sure that when you're emailing them about a meeting, that you're not just setting a calendar invite and mm -hmm. causing their anxiety to go off the roof. Yep. Because <laughs> now my manager wants to meet with me. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> like, preface it. Like, let's, you know, let's work on that. Um, right. And, you know, you pointed out something really, really interesting about the annual review because, you know, you only go in with the information that is recent if, you, if you're not recording it. Um, and if that employee is going through grief or a bad health, you know, scare or spell, they're not going to have the same kind of impact that they would if, you know, they're in homeostasis. And so, you know, if you're not recording, you're only going to remember, you know, that most recent month where things were a little bit, you know, less than expected. Um, and that's really not fair for, you know, a lot of employees that there's a year is ups and downs. And I think that, you know, a lot of that isn't accounted for when you have that one-time annual review. Mm -hmm. And those ups and downs, like, they happen to the leaders too. Yeah. And as a leader, you sometimes have a leg up because they don't get to know that. Yeah. Sometimes they don't see that. So all they see is, you know, you know, I have to live up to my manager's expectations because he's perfect or she's perfect. Mm -hmm. And we're not perfect. Um, I know I'm not. Um, so once again, like relating to the employee, making sure that you are having that consistent communication that the employee expects it, like that. It's not just out of the blue. Hey, I forgot to check in this month. Let's check in. No, like have it in the calendar so that the employee calls that it creates, it creates a sense of accountability on both ends because the manager has to be accountable to paying attention to you. And you have to be accountable to being ready for those meetings because you know that your manager's paying attention to you. Um, yeah. So it, you know, it kind of puts a little bit of fire under people's butts a little bit, um, yeah. which is sometimes needed. Um, instead of leaving it for that for that end of the year stuff, it I I highly hate it when people are like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, did you take notes? No. Or when people oh. come to me with a, um, hey, this employee is having issues and we need to have a conversation. Cool. What has happened in the past couple of months? Have you documented? Have you done this? Have you done that? No. Mm. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't lie. There's the trends emerge if you look closely enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, sometimes when you have issues, one other thing that I tell um, executives, it's like if you're having consistent problems in one specific department, Maybe it's not necessarily the employee itself. Have you looked at its leader? Yeah. Um, are they doing their part? Yeah. Um, 
sometimes they're the ones that are causing the turnover. Sometimes they are the ones that are causing, you know, the environment to not be as welcoming as yeah. we want it to. Um, and maybe then they're the ones that need a little bit more resources and more coaching and more, you know, handholding, which is okay too. You know, um, everyone needs to be able to have that person at work that they can turn to, um, and that they can rely on when it, when they have like direct reports and stuff like that. Your, your team should be able to look up to you. You should be able to look up to your boss and have that relationship, um, mm-hmm. to where it's like, Hey, I'm having an off week. I'm not performing where I need to be. And it's because I'm sick or it's because I'm having some personal issues. I would rather not discuss, but I just want to give you a heads up. Um, cut me some grace. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like, yeah. managers, like it's okay to cut somebody a little bit of grace. It um, yeah. It's not something to do all the time in regards to like, Hey, yeah, I'm just gonna, he's fine. You know, let's talk about it. Let's create a game yeah. plan on how to like maybe use somebody else in the team that can help support you while you're having an off week, because when they're having an off week, you want to be able to offer that same support. It's, it's what teamwork is about. Yeah. It's not like I, I, I. Yeah. And one thing I really admire about you is how um, you recognize who needs support the most. And, um, you know, one, uh, one group is new employees um, that I know that you really uh, focus a lot of energy into supporting because, you know, that transition it's, it's a big leap. It's a very big leap. I mean, especially in our industry, sometimes we get people straight out of college and it's like a deer caught in headlights. They're like, mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> all my teammates are so, you know, skilled and here's me. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, pouring into them, giving them a buddy, giving them somebody that they can say, Hey, look, how do I get to that next step? Or am I doing okay? Or, you know, I have, I, I, I won't say his name, but like there was one employee that I, I hired. It's been my best interview to date. The level of excitement, his, the energy that came through that interview straight out of college. Um, and then seeing his career growth so far to date, it was by having him be with like the right pairing, the right um, the right, you know, person that was guiding him. And he started off, um, in one position that wasn't necessarily like his most desired position, but he got to go into the field. He wanted to, cause he kept pursuing, he kept pecking, he kept asking for the, he I kept asking the right questions. And at all moments, this employee was just always so joyful, even in the moments of adversity, like where he was like, eh, I messed up a little bit. It's having that, that attitude to like keep persevering. Um, so yeah, new hires are near and dear to my heart. Um, and you know, I, I say that with new hires, like you want to shepherd them the most, um, at some times, because if you invest in them, they might be those employees that, you know, stay for a long, long time, you know, yeah. like I'm saying that any employee is not going to stay for a long time, but like when we, when they start their job, for example, having the proper tw- training for them, having, having that proper guidance for them, um, providing them with like quick guides, training resources, stuff like that, that will help, um, advance them. Cause obviously you want them to do a good job. So like setting them up for success is extremely important. Um, everything from onboarding orientation, making sure that they're set and that they have all the resources that they need. Um, when they start 
those are all like pivotal things that are needed with our new hires. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, another thing that I, I really enjoy is, is speaking to different universities, mm-hmm. um, talking to them about, you know, how to potentially bridge that gap um, between, you know, a junior and senior that's like looking for an internship or a junior and senior that's looking for their first job. Um, and, and maybe pairing that at some point with a curriculum or an internship that would just kind of like, you know, bridge that gap. Um, cause you know, when you go to school, you learn the theories, you learn, you know, you learn everything that's in a book. Very rarely do you actually sometimes get real life experience. Um, and if, if we pair that more, you know, if we work with universities, I think a little bit more to like bridge that gap, I think that would be really cool. Um, because it, it works both ways. The university gets to lean on a, on a business to give their students a real life experience, which is attractive from a student perspective. And then the businesses get to learn these people, you know, not only, you know, do you get to train somebody for their future, but then you also get to kind of like, Oh, okay, this person's going to really work well with us. So you get a return, um, by investing in this, in this manner. Yeah, it is so true. I I spent some time as an adjunct professor at a, a college, and you know, here's me coming in with my my career experience um, to teach them, and just the anxiety that these students have because they are not prepared. They're prepared in terms of knowledge about their their subject area, but that's about it. Um, and so I made sure that the entire class was like, you are going to use this for your career. This is everything has a purpose. And um, it was just really eye-opening to see how they responded and 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 said like, wow, you know, like, all of my classes should have this kind of information in it. Um, and you're so right. There's there, that gap is so huge between college and career. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when I started, I was like, I remember learning this in a book. I don't necessarily really know how to do it. Yeah. And I do it. It's <laughs> like, okay, cool. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> No, I was just saying, and then you're like hiding in a corner trying to like read the book or like Google it and like, what am I doing? Am I doing it right? Yeah. And just the confidence, like it's, it's really, you know, me, you know, in my late thirties now, I recognize that confidence is so much more important than I thought it was ever in my early years. Um, and just, you know, being able to teach students that confidence of, yeah, I, I know this stuff. Um, that's, you know, a, an event of in itself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You got to you, you gotta tell these people, like, believe in yourself. Yeah. You got to overcome the fear. You can't operate in fear. Um, yeah. Operating fear is only going to cause anxiety, worry, um, doubting. Um, and all those things will happen. Like, you're going to find those moments where you're going to doubt yourself. Um, when, when I doubt myself, I always go with my gut. I'm like, mm-hmm. the minute I start, it starts creeping in and I'm like, I start second guessing. I'm like, oh, should I pick option A, B, C? I'm like, I always go with what my gut says. Um, and it might be right. It might be wrong. But you have to believe in in you in order to be able to be successful in any career. Um, and if it's something that you want, you know, a new hire, a, a seasoned employee, like, go for it. The worst that can happen is that they're going to say no. Yeah. And no sometimes is not right now. Yeah. Um, no is, you know, it's all in how you take it, you know. Um, because if something, if it's something that you really want to pursue, maybe the no was no 
at this business, but a yes and a step up at another, you know? Um, so it's all about your, your mindset. It's all about, you know, what your personal end goals are as well. And that's where the two way street comes in. Like, you know, when you work for a company, yeah, you know, sometimes you, you got that dream job that you thought you wanted at XYZ company. And then you get there and you're like, Hmm, this wasn't really what I thought. And that's okay. You know, doesn't mean that that's not your dream. It just means that maybe it's not right here. Maybe you just have to keep pushing elsewhere and that's okay. Yeah. There's, it could be, I mean, there's no shame in, in lily pad jobs because they just get you to where you, you know, are meant to be in the long run. So yeah, Veronica, this has been, oh my gosh, this has been such a wonderful conversation. The world is so lucky to have you in it. And I can only imagine the amount of people that you've positively influenced throughout your career. Um, So before we completely wrap up, is there anything that you would like to add or think that I missed? Um. Honestly, I just want to thank you for having me on your platform. Um, I'm really excited about what I do, Um, you know, and if anyone ever wants to reach out, they can in regards to any tips with an HR and stuff like that. I love it. Um, And I'm just going to continue to try and break the stigma. Like we are here to help and serve. That is what. And what's the best way for people to reach out? Um, They can find me on LinkedIn um, under my name, Veronica Larkin. Or uh, they can shoot me an email, uh, vlarkin at luxmc.com. Here to help whoever needs my help. Amazing. Well, if you or anyone you know is like Veronica and wants to break the stigma, email me, lindsay at staffgeek.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Staff Geek's People Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton, and I'm always looking to interview leaders who put people first. If you or someone you know lead with a people-first mindset, please email me at lindsay at staffgeek.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at staffgeek.com. If you want to take things a step deeper and understand your organization's true culture DNA, I encourage you to take Staff Geek's free culture assessment. Just head to staffgeek.com and click the button that says free culture assessment. Thanks again for listening. Yeah.